ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABC's of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series, Greek, episode by episode. So we are on episode four this week. It's called Picking Teams. It aired July 29th, 2007. Uh, The summary from IMDb is Rusty works with his roommate Dale to find a way into the fraternity floor hockey tournament. Evan worries about Casey's allegiance to the Omega Chi team and Casey devises a way to help Omega Chi beat Capital. Uh, the episode was directed by Nick Mark, who directed uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and it was written by the creator, Patrick Sean Smith, and Sharon Bordas, who actually wrote on the show Unreal, and Damon Todd Hill, who wrote on the show Awkward, which is an amazing show. I loved Unreal. That's loved so Unreal. weird. When he, I read Awkward. Unreal, I was, for a second thought it was like, the show awkward and then no i didn't even but read both. ahead which you know it's funny to see where the writers like have written like before or after because it's always shows that i like have liked mm-hmm. yeah and mr and mrs smith was a really big movie because yeah. wasn't that brad pitt and angelina yeah, yeah. I, I can i can see the that trailer was the poster that was yeah. the brad pitt and angelina yeah. movie that started for angelina the impact true yeah so this is where culture starts on the on the greek uh on the ABCs of Greek. So Rusty, at the beginning, is practicing street hockey in the middle of campus, and Calvin is sitting in the goal. Um, Rusty is learning all about hockey, but he's really not that good at it, and um, he's very aware that he can't play hockey. Um, right. And Calvin's a, Calvin is very adamant about not playing in the tournament. He does not want to be involved in the intramurals because it sounds like work like he he just really doesn't he makes it very clear that he's not going to participate yeah and rusty again being very earnest this time about sports of all things <laughs> this kid can get behind anything anything if it comes to brotherhood yeah he's interested yeah <laughs> so then we cut to um the other side of campus where casey continues to lord the motorola razor sex tape over rebecca's head um and it's basically using... She's using this to blackmail her to get coffee. Um, and what does she say? She's like, I ordered Sumatra with a side of soy. Yeah. Or with or something. Or a splash, splash of, soy. of soy. This is a latte with whole. Yeah. And then there's like a brief moment of like, again, some kind of like fat, fat phobia. phobia. Yes. She says, you don't want me to get fat, do you, Rebecca? And she says, get? Ugh. As if... I know. It's so ridiculous. But also now we kind of start to see how um, Casey, why Casey wanted Rebecca to be her little. Because remember a few episodes back, she blindsided everybody announcing Rebecca was going to be her little and we didn't really know why. We didn't really get the motives. It wasn't explained and we didn't really see anything happen after that. And now it's like, oh, you want to blackmail her, lord this over her head. Right. Now it makes sense. And every time, like, Casey just holds up the little magenta razor and, like, waves it in Rebecca's face. And Rebecca's, like, eyes go, like, blank and, like, she'll... Yeah. Their definition, friends close, enemies closer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I was actually hoping 
Rebecca would do something more creative here because what she does is she takes the coffee back and she starts making a new one and just pours a bunch of whole milk in it, right? Even though she clearly tasted it and knew it was whole milk. Yeah, it's so obvious. I was just hoping she would do something a bit more sneaky. sneaky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she basically just gives her another coffee. It's full of whole milk in case he dumps the entire thing out. And then Beaver and Cappy come over to the coffee cart. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then we start to see Rebecca and Beaver flirting. He calls her a morning muffin. Right. She's not flirting with him. He's flirting (laughs) with her. Did not. I did not see that coming. He loves Rebecca. I love them. (laughs) It's her himbo. I know. It's her himbo. Um, And while that's happening, like, Cappy is flirting with Casey. Or they're getting quite close. They're having their, like chemistry moment mm-hmm. you know when they talk everybody notices a little banter right and rebecca definitely notices she clocks that right away a little conversational sparring if you will yeah they they have great banter yeah they have great chemistry they really do and then from there it goes right into the first hockey tournament of the episode right right mm-hmm. so like i guess the premise is that like intramural sports season has started. Yeah. And that all the fraternities play floor hockey. Was that a thing? Like, did... No. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember <laughs> Not that being school. a thing. Yeah. I mean, I also didn't... I guess you went intramural sports, you, you put together your own team. So I guess it would make sense that you would put together a team of, like, all of your fraternity. I think but... it's just, like, interfraternal intramurals. Oh, okay. To the okay. very specific niche of Cypress Roads. Yeah. And everybody's on board with it. Everybody knows about it. Everyone wants to be involved, and everyone's out there supporting everyone's it. There. And Rebecca, everyone's there. Rebecca and Franny are in um, the stands, and Rebecca's brown-nosing again. And, again, with the holding the vacation homes over everyone's out? heads. Because, basically, she's... Essentially just asking for more responsibility within the sorority. Right. From Her and Franny are sitting in the stands watching the Capitals play their tournament. Because <laughs> doesn't Franny say something like, I need to get Zeta Beta Zeta like um, embroidered on a shirt or something? Or it's, oh, it's probably. hard. It's like something it's about so how it's difficult. hard to get like merchandise or whatever. Yeah. She's like complaining and Rebecca's asking for more responsibility. She's like, I can do it. Yeah. And then she's asking what's up between... Cappy and Casey and Franny, of course, offers up any or any yeah. personal information about Casey Rebecca that Franny can him, give someone. Rebecca calls him yeah. the Rob Thomas lookalike. <laughs> and then Franny reels to that Casey's activation was almost withheld because she was dating Cappy. What an interesting piece of information. I missed that. Yeah. And he does look like Rob Thomas. It's <laughs> so horrible. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you kind of, the hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyone um, listening, you should look up Rob Thomas. Yeah. And you'll see that Rebecca wasn't completely wrong. Yeah, she's not far off. Um, But basically, Cappy, like, he opens a cooler for his fellow brothers, and it's like a full-on cocktail. It's a Bloody Mary kit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And it, it either, I was thinking, like, it either makes no sense at all for the Capitals to be this put together, or... All the sense in the world that this is where their the organization focus. comes to a head. Yeah. Exactly. And I think also, like, when Cappy focuses on something, he goes all into it. And, like, this would be where he would go all in. But they're getting, like, absolutely demolished in this game. So that's yeah. why he just starts drinking. And do you notice that some of the brothers, too, just have the logo, like, pinned to their shirts? <laughs> yeah, they're... I, I wrote down, they're truly a ragtag bunch. They like, they're are getting, ragtag. They're getting their butts kicked by this team that they're playing against. Like, Cappy's ready to give up. He just wants to start drinking. 
Um, I think... Does Rusty give a speech to get put in, or do they just put him in? I think they maybe just put him in. I think, yeah. I, think I don't think he wants like, to. Yeah. Oh, right. I don't think he does either. I think they just want to drink, and they're like, you go in, spitter. We're going to lose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. And lo and behold, what happens? Rusty thinks he's about to score a goal, but he scores against I his know. Own that team. was very, like, Michelle Tanner in Full House. Oh, my God. there was the same plot line. Yeah. Um, but then, okay, this was also funny. They, it doesn't matter because the Lambdas get disqualified for having a professional athlete, Marty McSorley. Is he real? Is that a real I, person? I actually am not sure. I'm going to do a quick. And he wouldn't take his mask off? Oh, he's an so, actual. And did they act? They actually had him. In yeah, he's the a Canadian. He's a former Canadian professional hockey player. Oh my god, what team did he play for? Um, the Maple Leafs. Let's see. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, Is that a team? That's great! Wow, what a cameo! I think it's one of the first cameos we see. Yeah, it's just such a besides, funny niche. Besides plain white tees. <laughs> such a really niche, funny cameo. Um, so niche. Yeah. For the hockey fans only. For the ABC family. <laughs> but I knew there must be some Reason. connection. Because I was like, oh, it's funny that he's an adult on a team. But mm-hmm. then it's even, like, they're mentioning his name. I yeah. thought he was, oh, okay. That makes sense now. I thought it was just, like, a athletic director or somebody <laughs> right. school. Mar- yeah. Oh, Marty. Marty. Uh, Marty, on. if you're listening, I um, so, would love to talk to you about this episode. Yeah, if this makes its way to Marty McSorley <laughs> across uh, country borders. <laughs> he could be our Canadian listener. Yeah. Oh, he's. <laughs> oh my gosh, maybe. Marty! If Marty's listening, we're doing something right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the Capitals end up winning, and that means that they're going to play the Omega Kais. They win by default, as Evan makes very clear. And yes. the way Cappy and Evan lock eyes from the stands when I mean, they find out that they're going to be playing each other, it's electrifying. They have chemistry. Yeah. They have chemistry. They have something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wrote more queer coding. <laughs> Yet yeah. again. And then basically we jump back to the Omega Kai house where it's kind of awkward because it's just like completely empty there except for Callum laying on a couch, right? And yeah. then his dad just happens to walk in. Oh my god. Um, which Unannounced. Is, yeah, first parent is first parent ever we're seeing on the series. Yeah, first it's the first parent. He yeah. didn't move Calvin in freshman year, but don't worry, he's come to watch the intramural floor hockey. Yeah, maybe we should another parent really? count <laughs> for how many times One. a parent is ever on campus. Which I mean, I guess to be fair, like parents aren't really supposed to be on campus a lot. Yeah. So but why is this guy here for an intramural fraternity game? Oh my god! And then um. Oh, wait, no, he says this We do find out in this moment that Calvin is out to his dad. Right. And that his dad is really accepting of him. And that he was out in high school. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't want to be known as, like, the one gay kid. Yeah. I just... He talks about it a little bit... Later. Later. Yeah. But we start to get, like, a taste of it. And we also kind of, like, hear that... I think here's where we find out that Calvin... Had to be in Omega Chi. Yeah, he had to. He had to do it in order for his dad to pay for college. Yeah. I think they talk yeah. about it more. Like the, yeah, they talk about that. Later. Such a funny. I mean, I don't know. Parents do Weird strange thing. things well, to make their yeah. children essentially live out a fantasy that they never got to live. And you know fact, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the fact that he's like needs Calvin to play 
floor hockey and so badly. It's really casual. So casual. I mean, I guess it for to them it's not casual, but to us it is. But look about the way the Capitals are <laughs> handling the it. The Capitals had a bar. casual. Yeah, they had a bar. And they don't. I mean, they care, but they don't care. They they care once they realize they're going to be playing the Omega Kai's. Yeah. Um, but then we cut back to the gym. Um, and for some reason, Rebecca is, like, in the mix of the Capitals and Omega Kai's. She's, like, in the locker room area yeah. kind of thing. And I think she's just trying to get the tea. Um, and Beaver's hitting on her, on her again. And again, I stand these two. I think they make perfect sense. <laughs> I want to see more Beaver-Rebecca content moving forward. Yeah, it is really fun to watch them together. There is, they do have, like, a funny kind of... Um, back and forth you know yeah well and we're seeing more of like beaver as a character just like this lovable idiot lovable idiot he's so tall he's adorable he is adorable and so stupid so stupid and he plays it so well and charming (laughs) no but that's when beaver tells evan accidentally that cappy had sex with casey during rush and And says it in front yeah rebecca sees beaver say that and he says it in front of, like, all the Capitals and, like, most of the Omega Kai. And then Evan's just, like, so humiliated. Like... Yeah, because he knew. Right. But now it's open. Now everybody knows. And he didn't realize, I think, that, like, people in Capital knew. Like, he didn't know yeah. that they were there when she walked down the stairs and stuff. Yeah. It was, like, everyone who needed to hear it heard it in that moment. And right. told everyone else. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and that's when we cut to the Zeta Beta Zeta house where Rebecca is staging an intervention between Franny and Casey about Casey's allegiance to the Omega Kai's. Right. Like, Franny didn't know that Casey had slept with Kathy. Yeah, and then Rebecca knows this information now, and, um, Franny says that she didn't want Casey to sleep with Kathy, just a random barista. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, I thought you were going to go out there and like sleep with like a random barista or something. It's so ridiculous. You know she was in a relationship with Kathy for a year. Like, <laughs> it makes perfect sense, Franny. So now Casey, according to Franny, is a major conflict of interest for them. And, <laughs> right. you know, it's all about, <laughs> for Franny, outside perception because people really care about this, and... She's a PR strategist at heart, that Franny. Yeah. She's like, you know, Rebecca, why don't you take on the position of athletic liaison? Yeah. Um, which is, like, funny, because Casey's so upset, but it's like, Casey, were you athletic liaison? Like, what? She was. Yeah. She mentions it earlier when it, like, first opens up. She's talking to Evan in the beginning of the episode about her duties as athletic liaison, and she's, like, ta- like saying, like, should I bake cookies or whatever? And then we see now Rebecca has weaseled her way into that position. Yeah. Right out from under Casey. As a pledge, which is, like, not supposed to happen. Unheard of. And then, does Franny say that her hero is Dick Cheney here? She says, she <laughs> says, this is when she brings up... So I know she mentions him later. No, no, yeah. she brings him up here, too. And she basically is, again, giving Casey, like, absurd advice and telling her to behave like Dick Cheney when he shot a man in the face and then got that man to apologize. Oh, yeah. Like he went away You're for right. a few days in the and bunker. then by the time he came back out, that guy had apologized to him for him shooting in the face. I did a, a small like bit of research on this. According to the AP, the man that Dick Cheney shot, his name was Harry Whittington. And this happened, oh gosh, I think this happened in 2006, so right before this episode, right? 
And he was, he was a Texas lawyer and Republican. And, um, yeah, Dick Cheney and shot And if he's him. listening, <laughs> we'd listening. love to have him he on the pod. He shot him as part of a quail hunting party. Oh, wow. Yeah. I weirdly actually kind of remember that. Oh, I remember. That was like a big deal. Yeah. Oh, see, I don't remember it happening at really? all. But I, I, I guess Franny's advice is to use this method as her yeah, PR strategy. She really mentions the bunker a lot. She's like, right. be in she the bunker. Wants, she wants Casey to like take this demotion and like kind of hide away until the dust settles <laughs> from remember. from this. And, and then it's come all back. going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, Franny, PR strategist. Yeah. I mean... Say what you will about Fanny, but she does know, you know, she knows what to do to cover up a controversy. Right, and how to push everyone's there. buttons. <laughs> yeah. And then um, back at Capit House, um, they're in the backyard, and Rusty helps Cappy set up a goal. Or yeah. a little, like, um... Like a goal for the floor hockey tournament, like, to yeah, practice. Yeah, to practice. Um, and but, that's where we get a little bit more backstory on, like happy and Evan's past right like we're finding out like Rust so Cappy's like I can't put you into the game because Rusty's so bad and he's basically saying like I would put you in if it was like any other team but now we're playing the Amity Pies and Evan and like Rusty's obviously finally picking up like hmm maybe there's some deeper like a reason there's a deeper hatred between Cappy and Evan like I don't think he's even put the pieces together of like why they could hate each other that much yeah and other than Casey I don't know if he really realizes that yeah actually, I don't think he realizes true. that Cappy dated Casey I know I because it now that I'm thinking about it Casey probably never told him that I don't think so and Cappy hasn't told him so he then tells uh, Cappy then tells Rusty that him and Evan used to be roommates but he doesn't tell Rusty, like, anything else that happened. So I don't think Rusty knows that Casey dated Kathy. I don't know. I don't know. Is we, are they, were they that actually seems roommates? kind of nutty. They were yeah, roommates, yeah. Freshman year roommates. Oh, wow. And we find out in later episodes they've known each other before that, too. What, what if we saw a spinoff of Greek where it's... A prequel. It's a prequel... It's, like, just two years before, or three years before. <laughs> but, hey, I would, everybody would Not want to it. give, like, any kind of spoiler alert, but they did know each other before coming to college. So, it could, the prequel theory could work. Oh, my gosh. No, like, when I'm they excited. were in their adolescence. I feel like Rusty must have known. I, I think the whole point of this scene is that he genuinely yeah. didn't know. Because he, I guess now that I'm thinking about he? it, he would have known Cappy coming in there because he meets him for the first time, Oh, right? but because Cappy says, says I knew him in the biblical sense and it goes it. over his head. Yeah. So anytime that Cappy makes any reference to it, Rusty literally doesn't notice. He's oh only gosh. just picking up on it now because he's like, why do you hate Evan this viscerally? Yeah. And Rusty and Casey were not close. Maybe, right. Maybe he we didn't really even know. underestimated how distant they were right and he really didn't even know that Casey was dating Evan he didn't know that she had a boyfriend so I I don't think he knows and then basically Cappy just says like oh we used to be roommates and then he tells Rusty that he's going to be the team hydration facilitator aka the water Water boy so then we get back to the Omega Chi house where they're basically having like a rally about this game with the Capitalis it's so ridiculous the fact that the Omega Kai's who hold themselves to this standard even care about mm-hmm. a rivalry with the Capitals, which is the island of misfit toys. <laughs> it's just peak, like, toxic masculinity. But so then he introduces Calvin's dad, who is now going to help coach them. Um, and he's kind of giving this weird, cringe, 
speech and it seems like he's about to out Calvin and Calvin gets like clearly very physically uncomfortable but he ends up just telling them all that Calvin was an all-state hockey player which we don't know really know why Calvin is like pretending he wants nothing to do with sports and is just being very blah about the whole thing right um but it's like a tense moment yeah, because we're like, what is the dad gonna say? It sounds like every the way that he's setting it up, it sounds like he's about to like drop the bomb that like Calvin is gay. It was so weird. Why did you have to set it up like this, sir? I mean, I get yeah. why they're doing it for watching purposes, but yeah, oi. Um, and so then we're at the ZBZ house, and Rebecca, she's just being so rude, and she's not even being funny. <laughs> yeah. She makes this sign that says. Cappy towel or like Casey loves Cappy towel yeah. or something that's so juvenile and Casey's just like okay like what what's up and they have this conversation where here is a conversation that I've been waiting for to hear what Rebecca's looking for at all like mm-hmm. why is she doing any of this and we find out she's trying to kind of make a name for herself establish herself the way her dad did she's saying maybe even she can become the youngest ZBZ president and this is mm-hmm. an a direct attack on Casey's mm-hmm. identity really because it, she's a shoe in for her president and now this girl is coming for her life mm-hmm. right and that's when like Casey starts to try to use the tape again like she holds up her phone again and Rebecca snatches it (gasps) and drops that razor into a big bucket of green paint yeah so it's like that's the end of the tape that's the end of the that's that's where the tape dies honestly for the best for the best but also hilarious because above it couldn't get more 2007 than that if that was nowadays like it would literally be in the cloud you wouldn't even be able to delete it if you own that video and we're trying to get rid of it for good. <laughs> no, you would exists, not be able to it wipe it. It in some database yeah. forever. Yeah, that would, it would be inescapable. But here, in this moment, it has been done in by the, the green paint. And so then we see Rusty and Calvin playing air hockey. And I guess, like, Rusty's upset that Calvin was a jock. Even yeah, though like, I feel like it was kind of established... <laughs> Right, like, look at Calvin. Like, looks very fit. Like, even if he wasn't an all-state hockey champ, exactly. you can pretty much assume yeah. this kid is good at sports. And yeah. he was, when they were rushing together, he was making up lies about being, like, all-American football player, which also, like, nobody questioned it because he looks like he could be a football player. Right. He's, like, very built. He's yeah. built like an athlete. Yeah. And Rusty is, like, so offended that... Calvin didn't tell him he was, like, a jock or something. Yeah. But, again, like... Jealousy. Look at Calvin. He gets pressed about everything. And this is <laughs> where I had kind of an epiphany that Rusty and Casey are so siblings yeah. because they get so outwardly pressed about every goddamn thing and make everybody know exactly how they're feeling. Yeah. Totally. And in another way in this scene... They buy in so hard. Like, they buy in, they buy so, in hard. so hard to the fraternity sorority life. Like, they are so committed because even in this moment, like, Calvin is like, are you seriously going to be the water boy? And he's like, I don't know if I, like, buy into all of this. Like, he's like, I don't know if I buy into brotherhood, you know? Mm-hmm. And Rusty yeah. is, takes it so personally. 
He's like, he, he can't even believe he's hearing it. Yeah, Calvin really, like, has a healthy level of skepticism about the exactly. entire thing. Exactly. And given, like, where he's coming from, a healthy level of skepticism. Like, it makes sense why he is hesitant. Mm-hmm. Um, and also while this is happening, Dale is, like, inviting them to some kind of, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, end of the world club or something. Like, I didn't quite catch what was going on with that Dale Dale's cameo. Dale's <laughs> I don't know what was going on with Yeah, Dale's Dale starting another club in this episode, but I mean, we don't see it as much. I barely even remember seeing Dale in this episode. Uh, he does show up. Well, we'll oh, get yeah, there. he shows up later. Um, But then Casey and Evan are in another line <laughs> to go see a movie and having another dense conversation. Um, there, There's a product placement for the movie Hot Rod that did come out in 2007, so that's what they're going to see in... Casey's saying, don't I get points for going to see a movie called Hot Rod with you? And Evan is so annoyed about the cappy thing. And he's saying, like, thinking about how everybody on campus knows now. And that's kind of what he's upset about. Even though she's like, you... Does she say you knew it was Cappy? Yeah, I don't know if she says that in this moment, but, like, he did know. And basically, she he's just, like, upset to be embarrassed, I think. And then he starts also, like, doubting whether or not, the, like, she is, like, loyal to Omega Kai. Which, who cares? Who cares? But she doesn't as we've established, they care, and they care. Like, when he says that, too, she, again, is so offended. Especially like, with the, ho- the hockey game coming up, like. She right. can't believe that he or Franny would question her allegiance. Yeah. Um, the next scene is my favorite. Oh, is this the scene? The brunch finally happens. Brunch. (laughs) And the brunch is a bag of donuts. (laughs) Oh my god, out in the middle of campus. It's coffee and a donut. I loved that. There's like no (laughs) eye contact in this scene. And they're having two different conversations. Two different conversations that meet up somewhere in the middle. They both come to the conclusions they need to. Yeah, they're, like, having conversations almost about the same thing, but just in different ways. Yeah. Like, different things in the same way. Yeah, and they're talking to themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Casey just flutters away at the end. Like, and she's found some sort of resolution through this non-conversation. And, yes, and then Rusty was thinking, she goes, oh, yeah, the donuts are on me. Like, she has no idea what Rusty said this yeah. entire time. She, she, Eric, he has no idea what she was talking about, like... Do we ever meet their parents? Successful brunch. We do. Oh my gosh, I can't Yeah, we do. Um, and then we're back at the ZBZ house, and Rebecca has purchased everybody (laughs) Tiffany bangles. (laughs) What is a Tiffany bangle? Is that the bracelet? Just a little silver bracelet from Tiffany. So ridiculous. Um, and then... (laughs) Casey waltzes in, and Franny says she's she's emerged from her bunker. <laughs> it's just like, Casey, doesn't she say that something like, why is she not in the bunker? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, she tells Rebecca to note that she straightens her hair because she's serious. This? And, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, she, and she's serious about her plan to take down Capital. Yeah, because doesn't Rebecca suggest, um, like, a, she suggests something, what is it, like a car wash or something, something Some cliche in that vein. And then she goes, like, that would be fun if it, Casey says something along the lines of, like, that would be fun if it were the 80s and our hair was feathered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. 
My hair. You, see my hair? Oh, yeah. She goes, if you really want to win, you have to play dirty. <laughs> I just love the idea that, like, you can tell someone's level of seriousness based on how straight I straightened my hair, hair Rebecca. I straightened my hair. The way that she said it, it was so... And her hair is very straight. It is. It's pin straight. You can tell they took one of those irons right before that scene and Mm -hmm. just, like, went to town. Yeah. As we all were doing in 2007. Oh, 100%. I remember, like... Only on the front part. Yeah. It was all pinked (laughs) up in the back. That was the look for, like... No protected in sight. Oh no, just sizzling hair just the, at yeah. 6 a.m. Exactly. Yeah, I remember sometimes I used to be able to smell in like some of my early classes, like, no. like yeah. the, I could smell like burning hair. Yeah. Stop! Yeah. Not kidding. And I remember once, I remember once I said something and I felt really bad after. What'd you say? Tell I was us. just like, I was like, it smells like something's burning. I was like, almost like burning, burning hair or something, <laughs> right? And I meant it innocently, but then. You like, realize. the girls around me kind of, like, looked at me and, yeah. I mean, it did. You were right. Yeah. It was, like, those straighteners we had all bought at, like, Walgreens. Yeah. We were it was using. probably terrible for your hair. Oh, my God. I know. So bad. And I, arguably, Casey started this we were this serious. Time. We were serious young women. And our <laughs> hair needed to be straight. <laughs> so, then we get a scene of Rusty Classic trying to use science and math to get good at <gasps> floor hockey. Just also the fact that it's floor hockey. Wait, have you guys seen Ice Princess? Yes. yes. This was like, he was, like, did they just take he Ice was, Princess? Was like, which one came first? He because was the, the shell Yeah, Casey Carlisle. <laughs> um, I remember that was her name, Casey Carlisle. Oh, that was her name? In the movie. 2005. Was, oh, so it Rusty first. Cartwright, Casey Carlisle, so similar. I literally Whoa. thought you were just saying Casey's name wrong. It's like exactly the same thing, because she uses, what, quantum physics yeah. or something to land the jumps. <laughs> I need to watch okay, that Okay, I've seen now. this quantum movie Quantum physics recently. on the frozen pond outside. <laughs> Kim Cattrall is in that, Hayden Panettiere. That is a yeah. stacked cast. Yeah. Joan Cusack. Oh my god. I think we might have to do a bonus episode on Ice Princess. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we do. do. Now that it's playing so heavily <laughs> um but also i must say not rusty comparing himself to einstein <laughs> no. he says i'm sure einstein wasn't good at floor hockey either like yeah Russ, for, for, Russ, for rusty it's for every part of rusty that's so sweet there is this kind of mansplaining i'm actually a genius complex totally totally the Cartwrights. But Dale and Rusty go to, like, try out the... Ca- like, Dale is so excited by this possibility. He's that excited they could, for his friend because he's a good friend. Yeah, but he's also excited that they could overtake the jocks with math. That they yeah. could, like, ha- make the playing field even with calculations. They found The, the nerds the, can the, prevail. Yeah. In floor hockey. Um, um, but Rusty just is, like... I'm giving up on this. Which, well, they go out and practice it, and it's not working. Yeah, as you can tell. you Just because you understand a formula does not mean you're going to be yeah, good at it. I think there's, like... a perfect example. Yeah, there's they, a quote in Ice Princess where, like, <laughs> I think um, Hayden Panettiere says to Kim Cattrall, she's like, Mom, like, the formulas don't land the jumps. Like, the skater does, or something. And she's so true. It's, yeah, it's, it's so, so correct. Um... But Dale is, like, hiding behind a bike while they're practicing because Rusty is so bad that he's just... These floor hockey balls are going everywhere. And then he gives up. And so then the ZBZs are putting their plan into action, which was to distract the Capitals 
get them drunk, show up in skimpy outfits. They literally look like hmm. they they're like cosplaying rocker chick Halloween costumes. Yes. Um, if he and, sees like a full on like dominatrix. Well, yeah. Did you guys ever see Coyote Ugly? Another amazing <gasps> oh. early two thousands movie. Mm-mm. It's based on a bar in the Lower East Side, but they wear like those exact outfits. They look more authentic than the ZPZ girls yeah, wearing them on. I would say yeah, very Coyote Ugly. Right. And I guess that was sort of also a little bit before this, but yeah, I feel like it was inspired. Inspired. Like, she, uh, I think was it Casey or Ashley had the like, um, chaps with the, <laughs> with the alcohol bottles on the side of them. Oh my god. I think it was Ashley. I think it was Ashley. It, it's kind of fun that each girl, I mean, regardless of, like, you know, maybe these outfits are probably not the best, I mean, obviously they're not great, but, like, the, it's, it's kind of fun that everyone's just kind of personalized to them. Yes. Casey, or Casey's going for this, like, punk rocker look. It's, like, it's kind of Avril Lavigne-ish. It, very after yeah, before she is, died and was her replaced. Hair by yeah, exactly. <laughs> her hair is even more straight in this scene too. It's She's some extra serious, straighter. Yeah. she means business. But Cappy smells more. Cappy knows that this would never authentically oh, happen. Oh my god! And the way Casey shows off. Ashley, she, are you going like, to say no to this and pushes Ashley forward? Are you seriously turning this down? What about this? Brandon? Long, long distance Brandon, <laughs> Ash? Well, she's she's serious about this. Yeah, They're I know. Playing. And Cappy uh, calls it out as a Trojan horse. Yeah. Yes. He says, beware of hot Greeks bearing gifts. And to combat their efforts, he imposes a two-drink limit. In what world? In what world are the Capitals sticking to a two-drink limit, of which he himself does not <laughs> stick to. It's anarchy. It does look very fun. They're, the girls are pouring, waterfalling vodka yeah. into these Capitals' mouths, and they're just eating it up. They're loving it. All the attention... Rebecca is all over Beaver. Yeah. <laughs> well, not all over. Kind of monitoring. Right, In a right. fun way. And he's taking it in. Any, any attention he can get, and she's making sure he's drunk. And at one point, I think Ashley, like, like Casey's like, we don't want to kill them. <laughs> like, Ashley, that's yeah. Ashley always defaults to, like, how far can I push this? Yes. Um, injure, not kill. Injure. Yeah. And Franny's trying to disinfect everyone. It, wait, was she? Yeah, she's running around. It's like, oh it's almost God. kind of ironic now, given like the pandemic, but she's running around with um, like Purell. Oh, and she sanitizer. makes a comment about oh, risking yes. herpes. Yeah. For this she's quiet. like giving everybody hand sanitizer. Uh, I can't believe she even shows up to this. I feel like she would stay back at the ZBZ house, wouldn't yeah. be caught dead at the Capitals. But then we get a Cabby Casey moment. Right. Ooh, in the closet. Mm-hmm. A very drunk Cappy pulls Casey into this closet. This is a great scene. And she, like, at first you almost wonder if she's going to play along, but it's so clear that he's, like, so incoherent. Yeah. And so something weird happens here where um, he's asking Casey kind of, like, why she's with Evan and Casey says, I happen to like nice guys, which first of all makes no sense. And then Cappy says, I'm a nice guy. She pauses and says, no, you're not. And I'm, are we going to get a flashback of Cappy doing something awful? Like, no. why does she, he, 
is a pretty nice guy. He's drunk right now. Evan has displayed he is not. (laughs) I couldn't make any sense of this. He's so nice to her. He's nice to her. He's nice to her brother. Everyone except the girls that he pushes off his lap when she walks in. Sure. He might not be like quote boyfriend material if that's what she's trying to say, but that's not what she says. Yeah, she says no, you're not. And also, who's the nice guy? Evan, who cheated on you. Yeah, this scene was very odd. It also was kind of, like, I don't know. It did kind of upset me a little bit that he just, like, pulled her into a closet. Something about that felt, even though they do have, you know, history, it felt very predatory. Yeah, definitely. I would say if he, like, yeah, no, I get what you're saying for sure. But then she opens the door on him and he falls. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah, I think she knows how like how wasted he is and um I mean she's clearly not scared by any means. She's just like mm-hmm. Right. But it is Yeah, weird. but it is like ugh. Yeah. Cuz she does have a boyfriend. She does. And he's apparently a nice guy. <laughs> we haven't seen that yet. But oh maybe my we God. will. Um so then the next day at the Omega Kai house <laughs> Calvin is faking an injury now. Like, just don't play. No one's holding a gun to your head. Well, his yeah. dad kind of. I mean, his dad will pull out the college fund. Yeah. Just the fact that he said, I'll pay for your college if you join a fraternity. Just an insane thing to say. What a weird to ultimatum. A yes. I know. I feel like they're playing in here. I feel like there is, I'm sure there, I mean, maybe there are people out there whose parents do that, but I feel like there is a lot of pressure if your parent was in a fraternity or sorority at that school. Yeah, that to maybe join that if you want to. But he did want to. Yeah. yeah. Clearly during Rush, he wanted to. Um, but then they have this kind of heart to heart where they're talking mm-hmm. about his dad's kind of like, Pushing him to come out. Oh, that's right, yeah. But then, to, at least to Omega Kai, and then there's this really sad moment where we realize that, like, Calvin was basically stereotyped in school once he did come out. Right. And he Mm -hmm. went from being, like, a jock and this all-state hockey player, and that was what he was known for, to being known for being gay, which he didn't want, obviously, to be his entire identity. And so it's sad that he's willingly back in the closet now. Yeah. Which I'm sure a lot of people had, like, similar experiences. And to, and, like, again, right? to yeah. and to choose to be like, you know what, I didn't have the best experience and I have kind of a do-over card. Right. Yeah, and he's choosing not to play it right now. I also yeah. feel like they just handled this in, like, like, again, like, we say this a lot, but, like, for all the things that this show does that are, like, cringy and, like, shouldn't happen now, this is a conversation I think that might even happen more now where it's, like, I don't feel like I'm necessarily in danger when I'm coming out of the closet or I'm not scared in a way that, like, maybe would have been a while ago, but it's a different kind of fear of, like, that being your entire personality or mm-hmm. something. Like, I I don't know if you guys have seen the show, like, The Sex Lives of College Girls, but there's yeah. that character, Leighton, and this is, this is in 2021... I think this show came out and like it's still the same her the character's same reasoning behind not wanting to come out in college is that she doesn't want to be known as like a lesbian sorority member she just wants to be like a sorority member or a like Mm -hmm. you know whatever and it sounds like it's the same thing with Calvin and I feel like that's just a different like side of talking about it and like I I just really like that they gave him like that dimension like not that he's ashamed of being gay but that he wants it to be like they're very aware of what the domino effect could be right. not just in the 
not being accepted way. Exactly. It's not that even he's worried that he's, you know, that all these things are going to happen or he's going to lose all his friends or whatever. He's just like, I don't want this to be my entire identity. Yeah. yeah. It's really fair. He says, it's not the most interesting thing about me. Yeah. I love that line was heartbreaking, but it was like, so I felt so real. That was good. Also, yeah. I totally wasn't even thinking about how this came out pretty significantly yeah. before gay marriage was legalized. Yeah, yeah and, and he says, I I can't get... Oh, yeah, because his... Doesn't his dad say something about, don't oh. you want these guys to be up on the altar with you when you get married mm-hmm. or something? And then yeah. he's, he's, like, trying to show Calvin, like, he can trust the guys in Omega Chi. He's like, they were all in my wedding. Like, they are still my best friends. And Calvin just doesn't feel that level of, like, safety with them yet. And yeah. he's like, I couldn't even get married if I wanted to. Yeah. I think oh he's just trying to say to his dad, like, I could think about other things before I trust people. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's heartbreaking. But his dad does seem supportive of him. Like, I think he ultimately Yeah, I think understands. he just doesn't know fully how to go about it, which totally. is fair. Totally. Yeah. And he's coming at it from an angle of, like we said, like, those were his best friends and he trusted those guys. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then at Capitao, Rusty shows up. And, I mean, it's... The house is decimated more than usual, and the guys like they can't move. Rusty gets out an air horn, and it nothing happens. Um, <laughs> he's freaking out he's too. Fr- oh, of course, as the water boy. <laughs> as the water boy. Does. Honestly, if I had showed up and like this was happening, I feel like I would go home. I'd be like, all right, yeah. But not Rusty Cartwright. They're all in the Cartwrights. So he finally wakes them all up, and oh my gosh, them running to that game the hungover. The slow mo. They, I literally wrote that like as a group, they are like a character, and <laughs> yeah. there's it's the funniest character. It is. They're like a band of cartoon characters that's one unit, mm-hmm. and they're so funny. And the music, it's so cartoony. <laughs> it was so good. And the guy, like, throwing up on the side of the dirt <laughs> road. It was, I mean, that was a really funny scene. Also, it made me, like, physically in pain to watch people having to, like, run like that, being hungover. Oh, gosh, yeah. That would be the worst feeling in the world. So, um, at the game, Calvin decides that he's going to play. And then the KT show up, and they look terrible. <laughs> Dale is disgusted by them, but he does tell Rusty that he, that they miscalculated and that it wasn't, I think, like, 73 degrees, it was 78 or something, (laughs) and, um, Rusty, like, kind of brushes Dale aside, even though, like, I don't, Rusty doesn't appreciate Dale. Yeah, Dale's at this stupid intramural (laughs) floor hockey game. (laughs) Yeah. Be nice. Probably stayed up all night trying to get he that did, yeah. formula right. He he's did. And he's, the fact that he's even thinking about his friend, because he knows it means a lot to him. Well, then he wants them to, you know, win back sports. Um, yeah, and so Rusty kind of brushes him off. He has, he has bigger things to worry about, like, the Capitals not... Hydrating the Capitals. <laughs> his job is really important at this point. <laughs> it really is. Um... So Casey and Evan are like making out on the a floor. very public, kiss. so public, and right when that happens, yeah. Pappy throws Pappy up. Pappy pukes, um, but everyone cheers for whatever reason. Like, <laughs> do they even know why they're cheering? They have no idea. Um, <laughs> Group think. And then like, Pappy and Evan just like their hatred is just growing stronger and stronger. Like they should not be in any kind of competitive setting together. 
Evan is bodying Cappy during this game. Oh, but before that even happens, when they're facing off right before it starts, Cappy makes a comment to Evan about always being the first First. to Casey, and it's so gross. Yeah, he's like, we'll always be her first. It's like right as the game starts. And that's why Evan Evan bodies Cappy. It's really gross, and it's like a very, in my opinion, uncappy thing to say. Because it's... I know he objectifies a lot of women, but he doesn't usually objectify Casey that way. And using that, he just let it get the best of him in that moment. I'm still Team Cappy, but I did not like that. It's almost like he owns part of her now. Well, I mean, this show is all about calling out the cringe. There's parts of the show that don't hold up. Yeah. I would say it doesn't hold up. Certainly does not. And then (laughs) Brandy tells Casey that Chaney would be proud of her. Oh my god, (laughs) I know. Um... Calvin is, of course, like, so good at floor hockey. And Ashley is, like, kind of second-guessing her feelings for him. Like, she's like, Calvin looks really good out there. Yeah. Um, what about Brandon? Who's Brandon? <laughs> Long distance. Oh, Brandon. <laughs> Wait, yeah. has she named him yet? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize he had a name yet. Um, and then at some point in the game, like, we have another Heath and Calvin moment where they oh, kind of yeah. collide, and I just love them. They linger. I want more of them. Yeah. They do. That's right. Um, Rusty's wearing a shirt that says Waterboy. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, this is the classic card, right? Like, they take everything so seriously. He's all in on Waterboy. He's like, all in. <laughs> um, so then he... I think this is when he gives another speech. Yeah. Is this another speech? speech. Rusty's like speech. The- isn't this game bigger than all of us? And he, it's he, floor hockey. Yes, and then Cappy takes... Cappy also loves the speech. He takes over the speech. He yeah. says it's in defi- the game's in defiance of tyranny. And, like, <laughs> um, Braveheart music starts playing in the background. It's and like, turns all Scottish. Yeah, he says drunk people don't feel pain, neither do Scotsmen. As this is happening... So this is all kind of happening simultaneously. Like, the the Capitals are rallying, and then we cut to the sidelines with Calvin next to a guy and he this like random omega kai and he uses like a gay slur to calvin oh like I talking didn't about catch, yes, i did not catch that either he's talking about like something about the capitals and uses like a gay slur like describing them and like how they're not playing well and then calvin is like obviously upset and i feel like wait he do remembers. they actually say a slur on it well I, i'm not you don't have to say what it is is it actually a no slur? it's not like the f slur but it's like a derogatory but it's a derogatory term, term. Okay. exactly mm. and you just see calvin get immediately uncomfortable and it's like this is why he doesn't feel safe around them and like oh, this I didn't is even catch this that stuff right. that like calvin has to think about so i think that moment like really hits Calvin. Yeah. Um and again, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a they, I don't they would never put anything like that on ABC Family, I don't think, but it was definitely a derogatory term. Mm-hmm. Um and then as this is happening, uh Beaver gets like I don't think he gets knocked out, but I think he's just so violently hung over. Oh, he says we, we should give up because I'm <laughs> so far behind and he asks Cappy if he thinks they should give up. Well, this so he no, but he gets like sick and has to come out and that's when Rusty goes in. Yeah. Yeah. So Rusty's in, and it this is like a very cinematic scene. Yeah. Uh, Casey's legitimately concerned. She's and I she has every right to be. Yeah. yeah. I think Rusty's concerned too. Um, Evan's coming after him. Cappy like dodge like cut like kind of cuts in front of Rusty so that Evan runs into him instead of Rusty. And then in the stands, Dale has this, like, sign that says 78 degrees. (laughs) And so Rusty goes up. This is the slowest shot ever. Like, if anyone took this, I mean, 
it would be ruined. He took so long setting this up. This is why you can't apply physics to sports to like this. Sports. But he he lines up the shot perfectly, and he makes it. And I guess it was the winning point. It it tied the game, which I don't. They don't show it being untied at any point. <laughs> so uh, he makes the game shot. The game we'll shot. Call it. The game shot. We don't really know what it establishes. Evan is on the floor. Still on the floor. Like such weeping. a sore he's, loser. He's on his knees. He's, he's such a sore loser. I Ugh. always hated these kind of guys too. Like if a guy's taking an intramural sport this seriously when they're losing, like oh. Can you imagine Casey watching that? Ew. There's nothing yeah. grosser. Um, and then Franny is mad that Casey's happy that her brother made the shot. Yeah, yeah she, she is. She, yeah, because Casey's like cheering and yeah. she's like, does that look? It's her brother. Yeah. I know. Um, but then Rusty gets pants. Oh, I forgot that he got pantsed and that's how they... That's how they knew. He got pantsed. Oh my gosh, that was such a 2007 concept. I know. Pantsing. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it was so, so there terrible. Was, in my middle school, the, like, pantsing was rampant. And, oh, like, God. there was measures that had... I for mean, not women? for girls, no. <laughs> women. But for... <laughs> I can't vaguely remember but that, for guys, too. guys, like, in yeah. PE especially, because you were wearing those, like, very loose shorts, it was rampant. And they had to, like, install measures to stop the pantsing oh. phenomenon. That's really yeah. scary. Um, and but, we were in middle school in 2007. Exactly. So, so it makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, was playing into that. So, uh, yeah. So Rusty gets pantsed and then they, and just how they got into this round, they lose by default because he's not wearing a cup. Oh, that was also very weird. It's because he wasn't prepared because he was the water boy. That's true. But it, just the whole focus on that, you know? I guess the point was like, they won by default. They lost by default. True, true. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was. I guess if the pantsing was on top of mind, I don't know. I mean, they had to. They had to like... put it. They had to get some reason that they <laughs> would be disqualified. Exactly. They had already exhausted Marty McSorley. <laughs> he could. He's come there. Back. There's a. Oh, they flashed him there. Oh my gosh. And there's two college around. girls, like. Chatting him up. Oh my, oh my gosh. Um, wow, did not catch that. Well, then everybody's back at Dobbler's. Uh, and Franny's like right back to treating Rebecca like a pledge because Casey did did good and mm-hmm. she's back in Franny's good graces and Rebecca's. Like, and she enters Dobbler's piggybacking on Evan. They're back. Oh, gross. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, they kind of kiss and make up. Like, yeah. it seems like they're moving forward. Well, as long here. as Evan wins, then as he long as Evan wins, everyone's happy. He's, like, that person that brings everyone down with him or, mm-hmm. like, is only happy. Like, yeah. you know, it's, like, especially with you when a guy's, like, way too into, like, a sports team yes. that they, like, almost think they're on it. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's like that. And you know your night's going to be miserable if that team loses. Like, you, yeah. don't, you don't want it for yourself. Oh, like, that <laughs> to me is one of the saddest t- personality traits. It's, it really... It, well, also because it's like, babe, you're a prisoner in your own mind. <laughs> You've got to get out of yeah, that. the collar is it's in not the house. Healthy. <laughs> they don't know the you. The collar's going to Marty McSorley. Marty McSorley doesn't know you. Um, and Evan makes a comment. I forget what it is, but he even alludes to himself being the good guy. In what world are we to believe Evan's the good guy? And the character, and the people in his life around him also believe this. I, it yeah. makes no Casey's sense. buying it. Casey's buying it. It's very strange. Um, yeah, I guess Evan and Casey are fine. 
But then we see Calvin and Rusty in the corner, and they're, like, kind of at a booth with, with, by themselves. And that's when Calvin comes out to Rusty. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. he just says, like, I think he just, he just says, says I'm, I'm gay. gay. And Rusty's a little bit taken aback. But he, yeah. like, ultimately handles it, I think, pretty well. I know. He says, I knew a gay guy once, or a guy <laughs> that was gay once. And it's just, like, I, like, Rusty is just so pure sometimes that I think he just is, like, trying to relate in any way that he can to his friend. Um, And then he says, this was really sweet. He says, it's not like you need my permission to be gay. We are who we are. Yeah. And it was, he could finally open up to someone, and he felt safe with Rusty, and that was really sweet. sweet. Yeah, it's a really sweet moment. Um, And Rusty finds out, Rusty thinks he's the last to know. And he says, uh... And then Calvin tells him that he's actually the first one at school. And then he says to Rusty, it's good to know I have at least one brother for sure. Mm-hmm. So oh sweet. Yeah. Just, they have such a nice friendship. They have such a nice friendship. And, I mean, even though it's corny, like, I do love when this show ends on, like, a happy note. Like, yeah. Especially this one. It was just so sweet. Also, I liked that they didn't do, like, a twist on, like... There wasn't anything like, oh, do you have a crush on me? Or, like, any, like, weird... Like, it was still very much, like, you're my, like, friend. We're, like, of course we're brothers. Like, it's, like, not, like, that weird, like... No. And as much as it was, like, a conversation, it also wasn't, like, the biggest conversation ever. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. they were sitting there, Calvin felt like he could talk to him, and then, like, Rusty received the information well. I mean, Rusty's, like, an awkward kid from... Where is it? Chicago. Chicago. Like, he's just, Cleveland. like... <laughs> you know, but I think that he handled it, like, pretty well, and, like, it was it was really sweet. And just the the fact that Calvin felt so comfortable, I feel like, was the yeah. nicest part. Yeah. And I forget why. This is right before that scene happens. I wrote this note down because I thought it was so funny. I don't know what context Ashley says this in, but she goes... I can't believe I just said sabotage. Maybe I am learning French. <laughs> oh, I remember. She's so funny. <laughs> what is she? What, what, what was that? I don't the context know. Of that line. I just. I maybe re- it was during the Capitao like sabotage party. Oh, maybe that. Maybe she's referencing that. So funny. Oh yeah. Maybe I am learning. I don't know French. where that was. She has great one-liners though. So funny. Yeah, she doesn't say much in this episode, but the what she does say it's a lot of like physical comedy and a lot of yeah um, I like how um usually we've seen the episodes end with like a brother sister mm-hmm. moment yeah. and I thought it was nice that it ended with Rusty and Calvin and them referring to themselves as brothers brothers exactly. yeah in a way un-Greek affiliated it's a family yeah in a way yeah well and I just think that's like such a nice thing too because they're not supposed to be friends you know like they're mm-hmm. not supposed to be friends for a lot of reasons like calvin is big fox and the hound energy exactly calvin is ultimately popper. much cooler mm-hmm. than rusty very <laughs> much cooler but also an omega kai and evan's little you know there's a lot of things yeah. stacked against them and like I th- their friendship is just very pure yeah it was a good one yeah i liked it it was a fun one mm-hmm. yeah uh winners and losers Ooh. Hmm. That's a hard one. I, this is a difficult one. You know one. what? I think it's a, a sneaky winner. Who? Dale. Getting the yeah. 78 I degrees. Yeah, I say, That's yeah. saving the day. He saved the day for sure. Yeah, and I would also say, too, that I, I'm rooting for Casey in this episode a lot. Mm-hmm. Even though her, I would say her plot is almost, like, secondary to, like, the, to the, um, hockey plot mm-hmm. in this episode. Mm-hmm. 
which is rare because usually Casey's kind of the center of the story. Yeah. I do like when, I do like that she gets this kind of confidence to take on Rebecca. Her hair is straight (laughs) and she makes that very clear. Yes. She's serious. Yeah. I just, I always am rooting for Casey. Absolutely. So am I. Who do we think loses? Well, I, my winner I think is Rusty. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, his, his determination, it's very endearing. It prevails. It prevails and he just like, he's just so earnest. Like, he loves his brothers. He's going to get them to the game. He did a lot of things this episode I definitely wouldn't have done. Wouldn't have played floor hockey. Would have been very happy to be relegated to hydration duty. It's just so funny that it's floor hockey. I know. The most random intramural sport they could have picked, truly. They must have just, like, only had that set or something. And they're like, can we do basketball? No. Or, like, dodgeball. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's like kind of more fun to watch, but also maybe harder to cut together. My loser is um, the sport of floor (laughs) hockey. Floor (laughs) hockey. Floor hockey as a concept. That's good. My loser is Franny. I just can't stand Franny. My loser is the guy Dick Cheney shot. (laughs) Yeah. He really was. Marty McSorley. For getting the Lambda Sigs disqualified. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of losers in this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Well, that was really fun. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on this fun drop down memory lane. Was I supposed to join in on that one? (laughs) Rate, review, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.